Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Cooking is a New Healthy. This is a podcast about how we cook, how we eat, and how we show up in our real lives. If you don't know me, I'm a food stylist, photographer, health coach, and mama, and I'm also the founder of Cook and Chop Online Cooking School. You can find me at Chef Carla underscore C on Instagram and more information in today's show notes. Today's guest is Nicole Raymonde, and she is a friend of mine, and I met her on Instagram. And literally, I think from the moment we met, Nicole, it was like, where have you been all my life? Maybe like past lives as well. (laughs) (laughs) Soul connection. (laughs) Totally have a soul connection. We've met in person. We've shared matcha. And we've even done a grounding ritual on a busy street in New York City. Like, it's just crazy. We have a secret book club that is only the two of us. And Nicole, I'm going to let you tell everyone who you are and how you serve the world because you do so many things. And especially in this last year, witnessing you and the way that you've shown up, it's just incredible. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Well, first, I just want to say you just brought up memory back to that grounding um, exercise that we did together. I still use that. And I think of you every time. And I'm so grateful for that because whenever I feel, yeah, just like I'm getting in my head and I'm feeling anxious and overwhelmed, I come back to that and I picture us on that busy New York City street. And I remember you stopped me and I was just going, you know, all in my thoughts and you were like, close your eyes you know, take a deep breath and throw those roots right down into the ground, like through the cement and deep into the earth. And I still use that visualization. So I am just really grateful for that. And like our connection and just that's just a little tiny snippet of all of the, you know, value that you've provided me. And I'm just so grateful for you and your work and your message. So I just want to start with that. But yeah, just to introduce myself. So as you know, you've been part of the journey for quite some time. So it's definitely transitioned over the years. Um, but I am a mindset coach. I am an NLP practitioner. Um, so I have training in neurolinguistic programming. And then I also am the founder of Self by Design, which is a mental health and well-being platform that fuses neuroscience and psychology and spirituality together to really just show people that you can heal yourself with the power of your own mind and kind of take that into your own hands and um, make healing your own kind of responsibility and move forward with that. So it's just been a a really beautiful process and journey, kind of putting those pieces all together. And I really focus heavily on the subconscious mind over the conscious mind, because I'm sure you could relate to this as well, but I was doing everything so consciously for such a long time, so much just, you know, not really aware that it was really my beliefs and my habits and those kind of emotions and things that are hidden in the subconscious mind that I wasn't at the root at yet. And until I discovered that, did I not really experience true healing? And then I just made it my mission to bring that message to the world um, through Instagram, which I know is where we originally found each other through my website, through the course, through my coaching and all those different pieces and the mobile app. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love your app. I love the reminders through the day because it's like, it's like getting a text from you. Yeah. Really Especially because I know you, I am very connected to it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm so glad that you feel that way. I really do try and, you know, put the effort and energy into how can I really provide value every day for people and send them a really great notification or reminder that comes up that, 
just either makes them think or gives them some information about the mind um, and their subconscious beliefs and programmings or just really anything that I can offer. And then I know that you've actually gone in and really added your own um, affirmations and created your own reminders, right? And those things will come up throughout the day as, as kind of just little nudges or pattern interrupters to keep you on track. So I love that you're using it in that way. Always doing the work, Carla. <laughs> Always doing the work. It's just a constant process. Really and I love is. that we're on the same wavelength 99% of the time. It's really incredible. I'm going to ask you, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. What was your last meal? Ooh, um, my last meal. Yeah, I know we <laughs> talked about it because it's 10 o'clock here in the Bay Area. So I just had oatmeal. But maybe I should go to my last, last meal where I actually was really cooking, consciously cooking, as I know you're a big advocate of. Um, so last night I made a, I guess it's spaghetti squash, really delicious spaghetti squash that I roasted, put some olive oil in there. And then I added kind of a homemade tomato sauce with herbs and a little bit of garlic and red pepper flakes. And yeah, it was just really delicious and really seasonal and warming. And I really, when I cook, I really just try and bring a lot of good energy into that meal while I'm creating it and kind of like set the environment. I even will put some music on, like I have these like chill electronic beats and I'll just kind of get into that mindset, like get creative and give myself the space because I really truly believe that you transfer your energy into that food and also obviously into your nervous system and before you even consume that food. And I think it's just really important to be in that space while you're creating and then before you're consuming. Um, and I, I know before I was not attuned to that and I would be hurriedly like making dinner and trying to eat something quickly and get back to work. And then, you know, you're not digesting the food <clears throat> excuse me, like very well. And you're just not in um, kind of a, a parasympathetic mode, which is when you're in the rest and digest stage versus a sympathetic mode where you're just really, you know, fight or flight and everything is kind of react and survive. So I, I really put a big focus and emphasis on that. And I did so last night. <clears throat> I so, yeah. love this. I love this idea of really being in the moment. And I even created a whole, you know, this, I created a whole cooking meditation album based on this of like really the act of cooking and being present in the act of cooking. And I love that you're bringing in other senses like music, like it really makes a difference. I feel like in the process of how you create your food. And I love that you use that word create and how you even digest and how you feel afterwards, like it makes such a different experience of, of the actual act of cooking and eating when you involve other senses. Yeah, absolutely. I know you're a huge advocate for that. And I love the idea of the cooking meditations. That's beautiful. Because it really is like cooking is a meditation. I think anything where you are truly present with it. And just embodied in that moment and not thinking of a thousand other things, that is meditation. And that's why we sit in meditation to be able to practice that while we're cooking, while we're with our kids, while we're, you know, whatever, out with friends or, or with nature, just being completely present 
in that moment. So I think that's super, super beautiful. And I think it even goes back to like, um, I know we've talked about this before, but Ayurvedic principles and the fact that that food, especially when you're eating, like you advocate for real, whole, nourishing foods, those foods are nature, right? Like you're consuming nature, you're interacting and you're having a close relationship with nature in that moment while you're creating that meal. And so it, that nature has its own intelligence, the way that you do, and you're kind of interacting with it in that way. So I think it's so beautiful to just set up the whole process and really just, yeah, be with it and, and make it part of your ritual. So I love it. So I'm going to ask you, what does a typical day look like in terms of food for you? And mind you, we're in a pandemic and all the things, and it may not be your normal, but what does it look like? I don't know today. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's a tough question because I feel like no two days are the same. I guess I'll say that. I'm sure a lot of people probably give that answer. And it's also very seasonal for me. And I know you actually talk about seasonal cooking as well. Um, And so I think that even goes back to, so I never, you know, I didn't used to eat like that. But when I was studying abroad in Italy, and we talked about this too, we both have Italian roots, right? And I, that was my first interaction with like, wait a second, I would go to the market on like Saturday morning and they would just have all the seasonal foods out. And that is all they would eat. They would never eat like, you know, um, squash in the middle of summer or they just didn't do it. Or even a certain mushroom that didn't align with the season because they wanted to be in sync with the seasons and kind of honor that. So I really incorporate that into my own, um, you know, meal structure and food throughout, throughout the day and throughout the seasons as that changes, because I just think, that in a lot of ways we are living, especially with this pandemic, out of sync with our biology and the rhythms of nature and pieces like that. And I think that food is definitely a way to come back into sync with that and kind of honor that season. So yeah, I would say seasonally. And then I guess, yeah, adjusting day by day, I also do use food. And that kind of goes back to the first exercise that we talked about, the grounding exercise. I do eat intuitively I guess you would call it. And I use food to kind of adjust my mental and physical state. So if I wake up in the morning and I look at my calendar, I'm like, oh my God, I have three calls today. And then I have to finish this part of the course or whatever. And I have all these things going on and I'm feeling anxious. Then I will throughout that day, eat more grounding, heavier food. So maybe I'll have more of like a meat or something heavy or more fats or root vegetables or something that is just grounding in that way or vice versa. If I wake up and I'm low energy and I'm feeling maybe just, you know, like a slightly depressive state or whatever it is, then I realize I need to return energy to my body. So I'll eat super light. I'll just have like steamed vegetables or fish throughout the day or a smoothie or a soup. I know you have a ton of great recipes for soups and things like that. Salads. Uh, And so I'll eat lighter throughout the day or the next few days to kind of give myself that energy that might be depleted um, in other areas. So I kind of just adjust that way. That's the best way I can do it. I love this philosophy. And I also love the idea of, because this is, this is Ayurveda and this is other healing modalities when it comes to food of thinking about how we can ground down with root vegetables 
how can we have energy with say greens? Like it, it's all, I feel like, cause greens grow upwards. They're going to give you energy. I feel like living in, in that mode really makes a lot of sense. And for me, I do use a lot of that. I'm like, okay, today I need a giant sweet potato with a ton of whatever pepitas and some delicious Mm. tahini sauce. Like I, I definitely feel like, especially right now. And I love that you brought up during the pandemic eating in the seasons. I, I have always shopped at the farmer's market, like since I was a little kid, but I feel like right now it's such a really important part of my food and my food story is how can I support small businesses, local businesses Mm -hmm. and shop at the farmer's market. And that's not everyone's reality because of what I do for a living. I'm a chef and a food stylist. Like I'm, I'm constantly out shopping. Mm -hmm. Like that's my deal. But I feel like if people can incorporate some seasonal foods I feel like those seasonal foods also make us feel better because they are around for a reason. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's designed. Those seasonal foods are designed to give your body everything that it needs for that season, right? Like that's why there is heavier, more grounding foods, warming foods for winter. And there's lighter foods in the summer with more water and more hydration and all those pieces. And I, I mean, I just know for me, even like growing up, like I ate completely out of sync for that. And I just ate based on convenience or calories or whatever, everything else that we're told or taste and didn't really think about the seasonality of things or getting the nutrients that my body was looking for. And yeah, this pandemic is definitely putting a lot of stress on us. You know, it's going on for prolonged, prolonged periods of time. So our body's going to start to be depleted in more minerals So if we can eat seasonally and intuitively based on what our body is looking for, then that is just going to support the whole system and help us just, yeah, show up better mentally, physically, emotionally, and all those different pieces. So it's definitely more important now than ever. And the other beautiful thing is people are cooking at home now, right? I mean, it was before even I had the excuse, like, I don't have time. I'm running back and forth in my commute and I'm meeting friends out or whatever. But now we really have the space to cook and to really enjoy it. And I even know, just like I talked about that practice that I incorporated last night, I kind of came home to that. I was not doing that before the pandemic. And then I saw the opportunity to take that space to really look at some new creative recipes. I know you have some amazing ones and like just kind of get inspired and make it more of a meditation process and a process of nourishment and self-love and kind of even self-respect and all of those different pieces that uh, that I now had space for when maybe I hadn't made sport space for prior to the pandemic. So I love that. I love it. So I'm going to ask you, I can't wait for your answers. I'm like, so, <laughs> I'm so I can't wait for my answers either. I don't know what's going to come up. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be, we'll both be surprised. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you three ways that you show up or ways that you ask your clients to show up in the world? Ooh, okay. Um, I would say, all right. So I think for me, if I was going to go back to like the foundation and where I initially made the biggest shift and what I do with my clients first 
is I really put a lot of emphasis on my morning routine. So I spent most of my life and I'm very, as you know, like artistic and creative. And so I was just, I think, naturally inclined to be a night owl and stay up super late, just working on God knows what. (laughs) And I would wake up super late. And then I realized that a lot of people that had yeah, just a a really good trajectory and were successful in their own right in life had really good morning routines. And so I came home to that first and that it sounds like I'm exaggerating a bit, but that shifted everything for me because that sets up your entire day. And then obviously your days um, facilitate your weeks and your months and your years and your life. And so I have kind of a three-step routine that I do every single morning. I don't miss it even when I'm traveling Um, It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. I always come home to this because this gives me that grounding and that kind of priming for the day. So I start off, I get up about six or so, and then I start off with a 20 minute yoga um, or kind of just stretching practice. Or sometimes I just like to dance. I just do whatever I feel like my body needs for 20 minutes just to move and kind of get the energy flowing and get things, get things going for the day. And then I'll sit down and do a 20 minute meditation. And I, you can literally just use inside timer. I still use that app and I'll just think about, okay, what do I need? Am I experiencing, I need more self-love or compassion right now. I need some confidence. I need, um, you know, I'm feeling anxiety or whatever that is. They have meditations for all of those things. I feel like I'm giving like an inside timer commercial, <laughs> but it is a really great, it's a great app. Definitely get it now. It's a free app. Uh, and so I will use that app to do that based on what I need. Or sometimes I just take that time to just run a timer. They have timers in there as well. Like you can have nature sounds or like water or birds or whatever. And then I just do kind of gratitude and prayer. I can send, you know, I will send like love and prayers to people in my life that I feel like needed, or maybe something I've seen on media or whatever that is. And I'll just take that time to kind of connect spiritually. And then the last piece is always mindset. I used to say manja. I don't know if you know from Italian, but like eat breakfast. <laughs> so that'd be important to you. But I then I realized even with my clients, not everybody eats first thing in the morning, right? And that's not super important to everyone. They have their own thing. So so manja can always come after mindset at some point of the day that needs to happen, obviously. But mindset, and that is when I do like journaling, um, affirmations, um, visualizations, like anything that really just kind of gets me in the right mindset for what comes up or what's, what will come up during the day and just setting the intention for the day. And that was also just a huge piece that was missing in my life. And I, and I do believe shifted for me and really shifted for or really has shifted for a lot of my clients and people that I help um, kind of design these routines. And I even know from you, I think we talked about this when we first met the morning pages. You still do that every morning, don't you? Oh my goodness. I, it clears my brain. Yeah. It clears my brain. And there was like a, a period of time that I didn't, I didn't do it for a couple of weeks. And my son wasn't sleeping, like all the things. And I felt like my writing suffered so much because morning pages, if people don't know what they are, basically it's free writing. I usually just let myself do a couple of pages every single morning. And I feel like it, it clears the cobwebs 
and it like makes space for creativity. Do you feel like that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I always say too, cause I feel like I do have a lot of people ask and even clients ask, what do I do in my journey? Like, well, what do I do? What do I write? And, and whatever. And it's kind of shifted for me. And I think it, you just have to find what works for you because when I first started journaling, I definitely used it like that. I'm like, okay, whatever's coming up, I just need to get it out. And yeah, literally like kind of physically release it on paper and just get it out of my system and see it there. And I used it at that practice that way for, I don't know, several years. And then more recently it kind of shifted to almost being, um, I want to say like, like almost like a little mental pep talk or kind of like self-love talk, right? Like I'll just, I can, I can tap into what's coming up, but then I'll kind of shift it towards the positive and what I can do and what I do want and kind of those pieces. And so it's definitely changed throughout my practice, but it's absolutely whatever you need in that moment and whatever works for you. Like I know some people just free write and that's kind of morning pages, right? Where you're literally just anything that comes up, you just go. Yeah. Any thought, anything that comes in Um, or you could have prompts and questions. And I do have some worksheets and stuff that I have clients where they, again, if they're like, I don't even know where to start and you, there's props and things like that, that you can ask yourself to kind of just get the juices flowing. But yeah, it's such a powerful practice. It sounds so simple, but it really is just so powerful. And I feel, I feel often I don't do it too. Even she talks about that in the artist way, the one Julia Cameron that wrote, um, yeah, the artist way with the morning pages. She, she speaks about that where that's the time you need it most is when you're like, oh, I don't have time for this. You know, and you start feeling off. That's where you need to come home to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I feel like I'm not, I'm not the same. Like I, I need that space. Even if I write my grocery list, if I write, I've written whole programs like cook and chop came from a morning page. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Like pantry, thank you. Like pantry refresh, morning page. (laughs) Some of my best ideas kind of flow at that like 4.30 in the morning. I get up really early. So they flow at that time. And things are birthed from my morning pages. Yeah, that's amazing. I think, I feel like I'm going to get this wrong now. If it was Einstein or Edison. No, it was Edison. (laughs) Close, but I I believe it was Edison, and he actually would use because they they say for the subconscious mind that hour right when you wake up is when your brain and your mind like you're still kind of in that that like theta moving into alpha state where you're super relaxed and it's easier to get things into your subconscious and also just kind of like access that area of your mind and he would use that hour to literally like set a timer or whatever it is and kind of like wake himself up out of out of sleep abruptly. And then he would have a notebook right by his bedside. And that's when he would get all of his ideas out on paper and just use that hour to kind of tap into his yeah inventive, imaginative self. And a lot of his ideas came out of that. So I remember reading that and being like, oh my God, I have to use that time. And that's why I also don't look at my phone for the first hour. I leave it on airplane mode. I don't want to consume anything or have anything come into my mind or that space before, yeah, I do that practice and do my meditation and the journaling and the movement and just release and even create in my own way and get those things out before I bring anything else in or kind of meet the world and, and go about my day. Oh, there goes my notifications. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but no, life happened. So 
Yeah. I love that. I, I have a rule too. I create before I consume. Mm-hmm. It just, it has to be that way. Cause I feel like if I'm opening an email or X, Y, and Z, I feel like sometimes I get distracted and get pulled into other, other areas that I may not necessarily want to even be in. So my first, usually my first hour is solely for writing. Mm-hmm. And then, then I move, then I do all the other things. Yeah, that's great. I So I read something years ago too about Buddhist monks and the way that they go about their days and lives. And I just found it really interesting because they spend, I know it's obviously much more exaggerated than our lives, but whatever it is, four or five hours a day in meditation, but they call that part their self. Like they're focusing on self first and then they go out and serve in the world and they do their community service and whatever work that they're going to do for the day. But they always have that period for self first. And that is what allows them to go out and serve in the world. And I think that we definitely need that for ourselves, even if it is literally whatever you have, like 15 minutes in the morning of like five minutes of movement, five minutes of meditation, and then five minutes of journaling or mindset work or whatever that is, whatever you can do. If you just give yourself that space, then you can show up so much better in the world for your loved ones and your community and your coworkers all of those different pieces. So I really, truly believe that. I love this. <laughs> I love it so much. Is there anything else that you want to share with us? Um, what else? I don't know. Do you have any other questions? I feel like your questions are so good. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I feel like, oh, I actually did want to ask you about this. And I think that we chatted about this um, in, in one of our, our founder meetings, <laughs> I'm going to call it that. Um, yeah. um, you took a serious break. Actually, I think you did it two years in a row from mm-hmm. Instagram and you have a pretty large community and you're like, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> and it was really interesting to see you take that space for yourself And I would really love to just chat about that. I'd love to chat about taking a break. And I think we talked about integration. I think that Mm -hmm. that was the the real thing that we chatted about between ourselves. And I would love for people to hear that perspective from you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've definitely taken a few breaks. And as you know, that can be a little bit scary because you have all these thoughts and beliefs in your mind, like, oh, I'm letting people down, or yeah, I'm gonna ruin my reach or my yeah, level of communication and connection with the audience and all of those different pieces. But I think it just goes back to what I just was talking about, where I realized that I was not um a, like serving myself in the highest way yet. And so I really wasn't able to show up for others. And I can tell when it's I start to feel off in my messaging and even you know, when I start having the shoulds come up, like, oh, I should post something on Instagram today. Oh, I should answer those messages and those kind of pieces. And that's when I realized I need to make a shift and just come back to myself and my values and just kind of recalibrate my message and my mission and why I'm actually doing this instead of just, I should show up today. Let's put something on Instagram or let's send an email 
or whatever it is. Um, and when I did that this last time, I believe I did it the fall, yeah, before 2020. And that is when I realized that I should be coaching because I've been coaching now since January. And as you know, that's a newer piece and it, I, I, it, feel, it feels so aligned and so natural. And I just can't believe I went so long without moving into that space. But if I hadn't taken that space off Instagram, I don't think I would have made the realization that that's where I needed to be because I was spending so much time in Instagram answering, you know, direct messages or comments or emails or whatever it is and making these kind of like micro connections with people. But I was searching for something so much deeper. And I realized that others were searching for something so much deeper and coaching would allow me to do that in a way that Instagram is not going to allow us to have that sort of human connection and um, just build that like trust in that relationship in each other. And I'm so glad that I did because I took that time off. And then obviously the pandemic hit. And so I was like just getting back onto things. Um, but it was it just made it even more uh, relevant and even more reality for me that this is what people are looking for. And now we're all searching for human connection and just, yeah, that, that kind of space to really go deeper with each other than just maybe more at the surface kind of conversations that we can have on Instagram. So um, it's just different layers, but yeah, that really helped me. I love it. I love it. I love seeing you show up. I love seeing how, especially in the last year, how you've shifted. And it's so, it just like, as your friend, it's just so empowering to and inspiring to watch you grow into who you are. That's so sweet, Carla. (laughs) I know we've definitely been a part of each other's journeys for for years now. So I think we both really just watched and supported each other. And it's been really beautiful. And I'm always so grateful for you. You are just a wealth of knowledge and information. And you're always so badass, like trying new things and jumping into podcasting and a new course. And you're just like, you've been on television. I feel like you just, you are not, you're so fearless. Like you're not afraid to try new things and be a beginner. And I am always just inspired by that. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. And I'm so glad that we, again, just like we were saying about social media, like we were able to make that first kind of awareness or connection there, but then move that conversation offline and really get to know each other and really be able to support each other. And now we've built this beautiful relationship with our little mini book club and, you know, our, our leadership calls and all the different pieces. So I think that, yeah, that that's, that's where it starts, but then it it can move to something so much deeper. And I'm thankful for that. Oh, I'm so grateful for you, Nicole. I'm going to ask you, how can we support you? How can we work with you? Like all of those things, where can we find you? I love your newsletter. So people definitely have to sign up for that. Oh, yeah. Um, Can you swear me? That's such a sweet question. I would say, okay, so my biggest thing is that us doing the work. So by somebody showing up and, and taking the initiative to want to work on themselves, heal themselves, expand themselves is serving me and serving obviously everyone around me. I say that all the time in my videos and the courses and all the things is just showing up for yourself to do this work and better yourself and heal yourself is going to serve me and everyone around me. And we want to encourage each other to always 
um, do that work and always just become the highest version of themselves because that allows us to be better versions of ourselves. So I just want to say that. And yeah, I am. Well, you know, I just talked about it. I'm on Instagram. I guess that's an easy way to get to my website. So it's Instagram, Nicole.R-A-Y-M-O-N-D-I is my last name, Raymondi. And then my website is just www.nicoleramondi.com. And yes, I have the mobile app. So as you know, I send little pieces of free inspiration of mindset tips and reminders and just anything I can do to support people throughout the day. And that's the free component of that. And then um, the subscription version of the app is where you can create your own reminders or affirmations and they can come up at least three times a day and um, just kind of keep yourself in that positive headspace based on whatever you're working on or through. So I think it's a really powerful tool to just kind of support you in doing the daily work. And if you want to do a deeper dive, there's the Self by Design Collective, which I don't think we've talked about yet, but I'm just announcing that. Yeah, the membership site. So the uh, my clients have been asking for this, like, where can we come together? As well as just anybody who did the self-healing for global healing course. I think we did talk about that, that I released right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, just kind of bringing people together in communion to do work on a deeper level who maybe aren't ready or in a position to work with a coach, but want to show up in this way. So I've created the community that's available on the website. And then of course, coaching at kind of the highest level. So all the things. (laughs) All of the things. And I'll put all of the information in today's show notes. Thank you so much, Nicole. I, I just adore you and I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Carla. It's been fun. Thank you. So everyone listening, thank you for making it to the end. I really appreciate you taking the time and I hope that you go follow Nicole and go do all the things with her, especially the newsletter in the app. If you can take a moment to please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially on iTunes. That is a way that you can support me. And I really, 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 really appreciate your help. And if this podcast resonated with you, if you could send it to a friend, that would also be a wonderful thing for you to do. I'm sending you and yours love. Stay well and find me on Instagram at Chef Carla underscore C. Bye.